0: Alright, guys. So this is Anthony and Ernest from Ground Up Developers. Today, we have a very special guest. Um, this person we've known for a couple years now. You know, I worked with him. My dad has worked with him. Wonderful person and very experienced in real estate. One would say that he is actually a real estate mogul. He was featured in the Wall Street Journal about house flipping. He's a top performing real estate agent. He used to sell over 50 homes a month. A year. (laughs) A year. Not that good. A year. A year. year. (laughs) All right. Yeah, he used to sell over 50 homes a year with his wife, Rena, but he's done multiple fix and flips. He's went from single family to four units to even 16 units. And this is in Los Angeles, one of the toughest uh, cities to do business in. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, he's gotten everything from a top realtor, fix and flipper. Um, He owns an Airbnb in Big Bear, which is highly occupied. Um, you know, he's the owner of Cash Money for Your Home, WePurchaseApartmentBuildings.com, and DAR Property Management. So, this guy has done it all, and I'm very happy to be here. Get your notes ready, get prepared to learn and to just keep an open mind. So here we have David Franco.
1: Damn, dude, that was a good introduction. I like <laughs> yeah. that. I like, you like that. It? Yeah. <laughs> I told you. Thank no, you, man. Thank you th- up. Thank you, man. Thank <laughs> you. No, I'm super it's, excited to be here. I yeah, mean,
0: man. Like I said, I had to get my pen cuz I want to learn here today, too. Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: you've been a good friend for a lot of years and we yeah. know that um you you definitely know your real estate game. So hopefully 100%. everyone can learn something today. Yeah, yeah. man. It's yeah. it's
1: super exciting. I was super pumped for you reaching out. It's I like to see young hungry guys mm-hmm. like yourself. Yeah. Coming out, wanting to learn. And uh, yeah, man, super excited.
0: Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, I remember we started off, right? I was doing Facebook ads for you and all this. And I remember I was just blessed to be able to be in your vicinity, right? Because it's important to be surrounded by people who are successful and doing the things that you want to do. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's get started here. So I mean, like I said, you've done a lot of things in the real estate space. But I mean, how did you actually get started?
1: So I got started pretty young as well. So I actually got my license when I was 21, right? This was in 2002. So got my license as I was 21 years old, 2002, part-time, right? So I was basically working pretty much a part-time job and doing real estate Mm part-time. So that's kind of when I first got in the business to kind of get my feet wet, learn a little bit. And then in 2004, is when I kind of transition over to full time. I see. So yeah, it was
2: really booming at that time. Yeah. So that was a good day. It was to a it. it was a
1: crazy market back then. Yeah. So it was one of those things where a lot of people were, you know, purchasing, um, financing was completely different. I know you're in the financing space, yeah. so it was <laughs> completely different. Yes. If you breathe <laughs> You would be able to get a loan. They were giving loans to dogs. So put it this way. So it was, it was a completely different time back then. Wild, wild west. Wild, wild west. For sure. For sure, man. So completely different.
0: So at that time when you really decided, Hey, I'm going to do this full time, devote all of my time to it. um, How, how long have you, had you been in it already? So I was pretty much in it for like about two years, which,
1: like I said, I started part-time. So I started part-time little by little learning, and then I made the commitment within a two year period to go all in. And okay. that was one of the things that, you know, I said, if I'm going to do this, I got to do it. So I mm-hmm. went all in and in 2004 is when I went full time and I just went at it. Yeah. Nice. yeah.
2: And then I know, you, I know you're doing flips after, let's say, 08 happened. We all know 08 um, happened. I know you're doing flips after, were you doing flips before?
1: Yeah, so I, I purchased the property in 2006. Okay. Which was right before the crash. Yes. And I wouldn't, I mean, it, I guess it was a flip because it was the house up the street. So what I did is nice. it was a for sale sign. It was a for sale by owner sign. It's actually the house that Edgar bought. Okay. So it was a for sale sign up the street. I went down there and it says, hey, notice your sign. Me and my wife are interested. We already had owner house down the street. So talk to them. Then we made a good connection, right? So we yeah. did a for sale by owner type deal. Um, got the house for 500 and the month after right after we closed we flipped it for 550 yeah so that was wow. kind of like my first deal and my first i would say big paycheck but well, back then
2: you probably didn't even touch it i didn't you do nothing literally closed that <laughs> didn't and sold do it. nothing we yeah. did absolutely nothing
1: so we literally cuz with <laughs> we the we those days yeah dude it was completely different so we bought it for 500 sold it a month after for 550 okay. and that was kind of like the biggest amount that i've ever made as far as a flip goes because most before yeah. the commission checks were not as that much because we we're selling a lot cheaper homes yep but yeah that was my first big flip so wow. i would say that would be my first first flip
0: yeah yeah wow yeah. and like what like what changed right so you go from being a realtor yeah and was it really just seeing that for sale by owner sign that kind of got you interested in, oh let me think about it or what yeah that switch
1: I mean, for me, I mean, I wasn't thinking about like flipping right there back then. I was still pretty green, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just sales, right? Yeah. Representing buyers, representing sellers. So mm-hmm. I just honestly, dude, I saw for sale sign and I freaking went out there and asked. Yeah. So closed mouths don't get fed. So I went over oh, there, dude, exactly. and I was just like, you know what? You never know. Let me just talk to them, and we build a good connection. The owners liked me, and me and the wife, and yeah, dude, we we just hit it. So if I wouldn't have said anything or
0: yeah. Been scared. Yeah, just passed it up without,
1: yeah. I wouldn't have, you know, got the property. So, so yeah. yeah. So I don't think it was, it was just like just asking dude.
0: Yeah. It's, mm. and, and you took a risk, took right? a risk, man. You just took never
1: know. You never know. Very impressive. That's yeah, a good, it yeah. takes a
0: good mindset to be able to do that. Keep an open mind so that when the opportunity presents itself, yeah, you're prepared.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But I think that helped
2: you also through the crash because I remember when other realtors were just dying you were out there hustling, you were out there, you know, door knocking, you were you were still pushing those those um, short sales or whatever you could yeah. when other people were just basically just kind of gave up, hiding, yeah, you know?
1: Yeah, man, I mean, yeah. that was a big eye opener for us, man, because, you know, you, yeah. you come from a market that everything was going great, and for me, like, I don't come from money, we don't come from money, so mm-hmm. the minute you start making a lot of money, It's like, you thinking the party's never going to stop. Of course. (laughs) So, you know, we were in that time where, you know, things were great, people making money. And then it just, you know, took our ass. Yeah. So it was one of those things where we definitely humbled us, I think. But, you know, you can't just give in. So for us, it was just like, you know what? We got to grind it out. Mm -hmm. No, don't get me wrong, dude. Like we had our time where it was like, dude, this is bad, right? Filed bankruptcy, had a foreclosure. So it's not as if like, you know, we're just, yeah, dude. So we lost, we lost everything too. So, you know, it wasn't just so easy to, you know, rebound. It Mm -hmm. took, it took a hit on us, but you know, I think one of the things for us is that we kind of surrounded ourselves with the right people that, you know, kind of helped us start progressing and and Mm -hmm. moving forward. So yeah, dude, surround yourself with the right people. Positive mindset is vital. Oh yeah. Super, super important. You
2: know, most of the big hitters I met were, I met during the crash. Yeah, you know Christian, all yeah. the all the guys doing crazy stuff. Yep. um, it, I met them all during the crash, and they were the ones hustling during yep. the crash. They didn't go just running hype; they were actually out there and hustling. Yeah, and and that's yeah. one thing why why we you're you're pretty much our first guest on here because we always saw you do it. It's yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely yeah. motivating. Yeah, yeah man. But, but yeah, it's
0: true. When the going gets tough, it gets tougher. It gets tougher, that's man. That's it. That's it. Yeah, so you have to. Yeah. You you get so get to then, hold, but then once you
2: got out of 08, I remember Mm -hmm. it was kind of, um, you know, you, I mean, the market was pushing back. you were still back in sales doing well. And then where did you start transferring into the investment side? Mm
1: -hmm. So once I started, like, you know, I guess you could say producing at a higher level, Mm -hmm. like for me, it was like, okay, first I got to become a successful realtor, which, you know, 10% 10% of the successful agents are doing about 90% of the business. Yeah. So for us, it was like a successful, I think agent was probably doing like 25 plus deals a year, mm-hmm. which, you know, we were surpassing that already. So we went from, you know, okay, how do we scale and grow our business to eventually take the money that we're making from our sales to then invest. Mm-hmm. Right. So we probably, I think our, my first flip that I did, we, I was representing, an investor that we bought at the auction actually. So I didn't even like invest my own money. It's, yeah. it was one of those things where the investor had money. I was like, Hey, look it. we're going to go to the auction. You're going to buy this property. Mm-hmm. I'm going to manage it for you because I was kind of already experienced in the area that he was yeah. looking to buy. I, I took 25% and then I made 6% commission. So wow. what I did is I kind of got with some investors, help yeah. them create their wealth. And then I got, like I said, a 25% yeah. of the profit, 6% commission. And then little by little, after doing a couple of those, mm-hmm. I started creating my own capital, my own money to eventually go on my own. Yep. But it was like 2013 is when I started. Yeah. 2012, 13 is when I started working mm-hmm. with other investors, which the market was like crazy low. Yeah. Like stupid, stupid low. Oh yeah. Cause yeah. I think that's when you guys, was it no 12 or when did you guys buy a Pomona? We
2: bought 10. 2010 oh, yeah. which was even better was even better yeah, yeah. 2012 it was yep. going up and it was like
1: it was still pretty low i think 2011 yeah, was yeah. still pretty 12, bottom i think 12, 12 13, 13 14, is when it started yeah, little by little i think
2: by 14 it was already pushing like yeah
1: you know you start some appreciation yeah yeah, yeah for Definitely. sure
0: so so you say that 10 percent of the the realtors are doing 90 percent of the yep. business right so how do you differentiate yourself or how do you become that top 10 percent what did you do?
1: Dude, honestly, so one of the most important things is I started working on myself. So okay. I think that's super important. A lot of people don't take the time and invest mm-hmm. into like any type of self-development, mm-hmm. which, you know, it, that goes back to surrounding yourself with the right people. Right. So I didn't do that before because when I first started the business, it, it was it was almost like I, I just like winged it. Yeah. Because it wasn't so, like, you didn't have to do much to become successful yeah. in a sense, right? Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it, dude. So <laughs> once I started surrounding myself with successful people that were running a business the way it should be, mm-hmm. then that's when I saw, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, this is what I need to do. Like, before I didn't write down my goals, like, I didn't, like, that was one of the things that I started doing, like, in 2011, 12. Yeah. I started writing on my goals, I started, you know, implementing things and getting a little bit more discipline investing money in myself i was going through trainings i was going through coaching okay um so those are the two big things that i say that kind of helped me propel to get to that next level yep. so i invested money in myself and i surrounded myself with the right people people that were already successful in doing things that i wanted to do is yep. what i was trying to circle myself around yep so that's mm-hmm. what a lot of people you know that are at high levels that's generally what they do
0: yeah those yeah. are two things that i've heard you know Yep. Number one, you're the five people you surround yourself with. Absolutely, man. So if you want to level up, you have to hang out with people who are already leveled up. Absolutely. And then mm-hmm. writing down your goals. That's something that I recently started a couple months ago. Yep. Morning and night, I actually write down my goals. Yeah, and I write them as if, like, I am, right? Yep. I am, you know, I have completed 50 plus rehabs, et cetera. Yep. Yep. Right? It's not, I want to. It's, no. I already have. You already,
1: yeah, you you yeah. have to say it as if it's already been done. Yeah, 100%. So that's one of the things that I did that kind of helped me take my business to the next level or myself to the next level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I did. And then 2012, 13, 14, doing a lot of investments, a lot of flips, yeah. um, but yet still selling a lot of properties and and it was just really like, yeah, I think you, you were killing it at that time.
2: Yeah, we were I mean, doing, there, I mean, it's a lot of work. Game, dude. you were doing a lot of work. Yeah, dude, we yeah. were
1: doing me between yeah. me and the wife. I mean, we did, I think at our peak we did like 80 deals Which is a freaking lot of work, dude. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So you know, and we were make it's, but we were making good money, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah.
0: Yeah. So is that what you recommend, right? So that that qualifies as like earned income. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people try to skip that step. They try to go, hey, I want you know, I want to invest in real estate. I need passive income. Yeah. And you guys didn't do that. You guys earned first. No. Made your money so that you can invest.
1: Absolutely, man. It's steps, man. I think a lot of people now they don't realize that. You know, they they just see the end goal. And I think they want to get there. And that doesn't doesn't it doesn't usually work like that. Right. So and I get
2: it. There's a lot of podcasts out there saying it's so easy. You know, you don't need money. You can find money. The problem is that when you get out there, because we've all been through it, when you get out there and you try to find that money you have no experience. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And people they're not going to trust you with their money yeah. if you have no experience. So, there's you have to find a way to have that experience, um whether you're helping out someone else or you're surrounding yourself with other people, however you got to do it, but um I think that's the main
1: That's yeah. vital, dude. Having your yeah. own personal exactly. experience and just going through it is so important. And that's why like for us like you know, we started off with, you know, doing the work ourselves, yeah. learning and then, you know, I didn't really want to invest with other people until I knew that I was going to be successful and, and doing it right. So hundred percent. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, we were
2: the same way even with the builds. You know, we don't want to take investors until we were comfortable. Proven concept. That yeah. we could build and we could do everything and we yeah. can handle it all. And we've seen the mistakes and we could fix yeah. them if we need to. And, you know, that's the main thing. There's a lot of people that are taking investors. Yeah. With no experience. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they could get them, they could get them. And I mean, sometimes they'll perform, but other times they won't. Yeah. I I, I never felt comfortable personally taking anyone's money as an investment um, until I felt i was comfortable with exactly it. and i think you, you're pretty much the same, same. exact yeah.
1: way man same yeah, exact sure. way
0: yeah it's different playing with somebody else's money oh 100 and it's so much <laughs> yeah. more stressful it's
1: more stressful it's just you know yeah. just for me dude I, that's the last thing i want to do is lose yeah. other people's money so i'd rather lose my own money before no 100 yeah having that stress and burden, yeah. it's just it's just not worth it oh well, i have so.
2: deals where i have all my money i don't even worry about them i mean we worry about them but not yeah. When you have someone else's money, it's a complete different monster. It is. A, a, and psychologically, um, just mentally, everything is, is much, much to the. It's 10 times. It is. You know, 10 times the stress. It
1: is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that so. person's placing their trust in you. Yep. 100%. So that weighs yep. heavier than money most times. Yep. For sure. Definitely. For sure.
1: Yeah, man. And, and like I said, I've been in this, well, it's good kind of 20 years, dude, or right under 20 years. So for me, yeah. it's like. I think the really wealth that we've created has been the last like five years mm-hmm. but you figure we put 15 years in dude so it's not like it just happened overnight
0: yeah, yeah. They, they say it's like a thermostat uh what's the f- freezing point of water it's like what 37 yeah 32 yeah yeah, yeah yeah 32 yeah they say you know if you're gonna melt an ice cube 27 degrees it's still freezing you pump it up Bring your energy up 28, 29, 30. Seems like nothing's happening. Yep. But then once you hit that 32, then it's like, oh, shoot, it started melting. Yeah. But it's not just because it hit 32. It's because of all of that energy that exactly. was put into it ahead of time. Yeah. You know, it's that 27 and 32. That's what makes a difference. Yep. 100%. I mean, all, then all yeah. of a sudden you see, oh, shoot, it's melting. Yeah. It's yep. all the effort you put in. All the effort
1: time. you put in now. So that's why, like I said, it's good yeah. to see you, you so young because I kind of see myself as well. Mm-hmm. Like starting young. So, like I said, learn the game you know doing your loans learning the business and once you're in that space and like investing with your dad dude mm-hmm. that's so important cuz you're going to look for 10 years from now and like damn man like this yeah. is freaking awesome so yeah. you know you guys are definitely doing it right and you guys are it's it's good to see you guys doing awesome things too with your yeah. development and you know you've you've uh went out there dude with no experience right nothing <laughs> i went out there to flip and i ended up building <laughs>
2: yeah But, you know, it's, it, I mean, we were looking at apartments at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And actually I was out there to look for apartments. Yeah. And, um, you know, I always tell people we're on the last podcast, I think we mentioned it. You never skip an opportunity. Yeah. You never know what's going to get thrown at you. And you're just like, well, this kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like I could jump in it. I could do it. It could start us off. And I mean, you do have to, uh, you do have to have the balls to go. Yeah, you have to have balls, dude. It. You yeah. can't you can't just be scared all the time. No, you you can't, can't have You got to take risks. You got to take
1: paralysis. Exactly. You, dude. you can't do you it. Gotta you got to take action. You got to you yeah. got to just do it like Nike said It's
2: all you got to yeah. trust your numbers. Everything is basically do your numbers, do them 2 3 times and if it looks good and go worst it. case scenario you're still making money, then jump into the project. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. YG but,
0: says, scared money don't make no money. Scared money right? don't make money. That's absolutely 100% true, but, man. But yeah, it's all calculated risk. Yeah, most of the time is. when we do investments, like the way my dad runs numbers, yeah. right. If we always think worst case scenario, what yeah, if we yeah, can't yeah. sell? Then we'll look at the comps for rents. It's like, yeah. okay, at least we can we rent, can hold it. Yeah. cover our asses for a little bit. I mean, yeah. what do you do... like? to minimize your risk? I mean, have you had any horror stories with any flips or anything like
1: that? Dude, I, I mean, yeah, with a lot of fix and flip. So there's, there's different investing, right? So for me, like a lot of my yeah. fix and flip stuff, um, you know, I've lost money on deals, you know, so I've like, I had a deal in Pomona that I lost and this was in 2016 where, you know, it was, I was still kind of green, in the sense of a lot of the rehab projects and yeah. the, after repair value that i thought it was going to sell for didn't hit so you know we definitely took some owls dude on some flips before so you know and that's going to come with the territory dude and that's you know i've done hundreds of flips so for me it's like you're going to have some losses dude it's part of the business Mm -hmm. so you know but you learn from that um but yeah dude i mean i've I mean, taking losses, thank God it hasn't been like major, major. I probably lost like 15, 20 grand, mm-hmm. which I mean, that's still a lot of money. But yeah. but in the grand, but scheme, of in the grand scheme of things, if you're doing volume, I mean, it is what it is. So, so, yeah, man. But again, that was all learning experiences for me, right? So I was mm-hmm. still kind of green learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you have to kind of go through that in order for you to be really, really successful. So now yeah. it's like you know, five, 10 years from now, like I've learned from all that, what not to do. And, and you just, you just learn from it, dude. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, And one thing I've noticed is that you've gone, or it seems like you're going from single family to now multi-family. Is there a specific reason you've done that? Is it a little bit safer? Dude. So
1: transitioning from single family. So, you know, you know what, one of the reasons why I got in the business too, was like, I knew that I wanted to have passive income. Mm -hmm. Right. My, my end goal has always been owning property. Um, and I wanted to get to the point where my passive income surpassed my earned income. Okay. Right. So, but I needed money to do that though. So once I got to a point where I was successful agent flipping building capital, I took that money and then I started investing into apartment buildings, which are now giving me passive income to basically pay for my lifestyle. Right. Yeah. So that was my end goal has always been. And like I said, I've been in the business 20 years now. So, you know, I'm 41 right now. Um, I want to be in a position where, you know, I choose to work if I want to, if not, but I knew I was Mm -hmm. not going to get there unless I own assets. And that's one of the things I think with real estate, dude, it's not what you, you know, if if you sell real estate, it's great, but it's what you own. I Mm -hmm. think that's one of the things, a lot of people, you got to work towards owning real estate, you know, yeah, that's, that's where same. the really wealth i think is built so you want to yeah. definitely own properties. so i knew that it's a great idea selling properties but you eventually want to own property
0: yeah, yeah. fix and flip is still earned income it's yeah. still earned
1: income dude and yeah. so is,
2: and and being a realtor you you of all people know how many hours you put in yeah it's not an easy job you're working weekends dude working, i worst weekend open houses.
1: houses it's a grind dude 24/7. like don't think that yeah. don't think it's the easy and you're making yeah. all these bucks i mean it's it's a lot of work dude yeah. so yeah if you want to be at a, at a high level. So, for sure. You know, I knew that. I mean, yeah. it's great when you're younger, you can do it, but you, you get to a point where it's like, dude, do I want to freaking do it open houses when I'm 60? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Putting up, right. Putting yeah. up open house signs, I'm like, yeah. there's no way. Yeah. So, I knew that talking with a lot, and again, surrounding yourself with the right people and exactly. seeing other investors owning and, mm-hmm. and doing big things and like, dude, like talking to them, picking their brain, and it says, dude, it's not oh, about yeah. selling, it's about owning. Yeah. So that's when I was just like, all right, I need to level up. I need to start owning more stuff because yeah. at that time it was just more. I mean, I own a little bit of stuff, but not where I'm at now.
0: Yeah. And it seems like with the multifamily space, you do a method called burr. Yeah. So can you mm-hmm. explain what that is? And
1: So, yeah. So basically now a lot of my buildings that I buy now, I won't buy it unless I can do a burr, which is buy, I rehab it, mm-hmm. I rent it out, and then I refinance it. So what I'm basically doing is I'm looking for an asset, a property that I can go in there and fix up, right? So it's kind of the same concept that a lot of the properties that I was buying to fix and flip, where there has to be value there that I can go in there and improve it, yep. rent up the rents, basically bring mm-hmm. the value more so that I can refinance my money out of it, mm-hmm. right? So what I do is, you know, and and we've, we've bought in quite a few buildings now, so... Like the first big, big one that I did was like an ECLA. It was a 12 unit. We paid one point two for it. Okay. Okay. Uh, we probably put about three hundred thousand in the rehab, which, you know, took me about a good year to do it. Right. So, and this was like during right before like the pandemic hit too, which is crazy. So we got it all rehabbed, all leased up, and then within a year period, we refinanced and it gave me a value of three point five. So, you oh, know, awesome. we bought a building, Damn. 1.2 put 1 put 300 in it, so we were all in about 1.5. Plus yeah. when I bought it, I bought it with hard money, so my holding cost was a good amount, like over 10 grand. Mm-hmm. So I held it for a good year. So I probably had maybe about right under 1.6 all in, but I got a loan for 2.3. Nice. So I was I got a loan for two point three, so I got all my money back plus paid some. Paid back
2: the construction. It, I mean, paid the, back my money. investment. Yeah,
1: and it got all my investment back and some, right? Yeah. and for I sure. still yeah. did. I make like ten grand a month on that building cash flow. Wow. So you even know, at two point three, even at a two point three. Yeah. So when I did that first one, I was hooked, dude. I was like, yeah. dude, this is where I need to put my energy and time yeah. into. Oh too. yeah. Because yeah. you know, like I said, I have an asset now that's paying me ten grand a month, yeah. and it's only appreciating, right? Yeah. So but it took me a while to get there, dude, because obviously the rehab, that was a lot. But I learned from all the fix and flips properties that I did. I learned from owning other apartments and, you know, how to screen tenants and doing all that stuff. So, yeah, dude, it's a progress, dude. So it doesn't like I said, I didn't go from here to there. I didn't go from A to Z. I learned during the process. Mm -hmm. So. So, yeah. So that's what I do now. I focus primarily on stuff that I can buy, rehab, rent out, refinance and repeat.
2: Yeah, yeah, I remember I your last one you bought in uh, in Pomona. Yeah, I remember we were talking to some people who have who have a lot of lot of uh, history in the industry. We'll just say that, but they were just like, "Why are you buying this? It's yeah, a piece of crap. You gotta get <laughs> rid of it." I mean, that thing's killing it right now, Bro, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So uh, that one, I make positive cash flow twenty grand a month. A month, great. What? I mean, and and so. I
2: remember they were telling them get rid of that as fast as you can. Why wow. were they saying that? Just the area. It's, it's the Just,
1: area. Yeah. A lot of people like. For me, it's. I don't care, dude. As long I'm a numbers guy, so as long as it makes money, I don't care, right? So I got buildings in from East LA to East Hollywood to Pomona to. I don't care as yeah. long as it's it's 100%. it's good. I can do a bird and it's gonna cash flow. That I'll buy it all day long. Yeah. So and I'm actually in the process of refinancing that one, finishing refinancing that one too. So yeah, awesome. it's it's awesome. yeah, that I'm killing nice. it with that one.
0: Yeah, there's so much benefit to multifamily because you can force appreciation yep. by raising your rents um like you said right you refinance pull your initial investment yep. out pocket the rest yep. use it for another investment and you have renters who are paying your equity basically yeah They're paying my debt equity. down yeah yeah and you're still cash flowing on top and i'm still cash flowing dude
1: so there's so many benefits
2: and you know cash is king so if i yeah. always you know people buy stuff for appreciation all day long but you need a cash flow yeah a hundred percent i think you need a cash flow if it doesn't it's not worth it yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. absolutely
2: because something bad happens all of a sudden you're negative Exactly. You know, if you're cash flowing, if something happens, you're still cash flowing, yeah. just not as much. Exactly. You know?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I, I kind of, now my focus is primary that stuff is multifamily, things yeah. like yeah.
0: that. Yeah. And you had to. so you would recommend for a beginner investor to start off with the single family. Single learn family. Learn the game. Learn the, game. It takes learn a little the construction. To start.
1: Exactly. Less capital. Cause when Less you're, capital. cause here's the thing, dude, like when you're buying these big buildings, it takes a lot of capital, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Like I had to start off as being an agent, being a successful agent, yeah, doing flips, building the capital. Cause you know, it, it's going to take several hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. to do these bigger deals, which takes time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think if you set yourself a goal, like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, first start off with yourself. I think you need to really Put invest money in yourself, dude. Like self development, surround yourself with good people. Yeah. Scale up that, and then take a take a chance on doing some flips where mm-hmm. you can make a good profit, right? And just keep doing that until you build enough capital to then eventually, I think, take yeah. that money and then park it into something a little bit larger. That's well, flips gonna,
2: are always awesome for um, getting your capital
1: up. Absolutely. You want to
2: you want to get that capital up, and then well, kind of like the building, we're building, selling, building, yep. selling. Finally, we said, okay, we're at a point. Let's build and keep them. Yeah, exactly. Build to rent, and that's what we have built to rent now. Um, yeah, and it's just it just makes more sense to hold. You know, most of our units. You're you're when you're building, you're forcing three hundred, four hundred thousand in equity off of uh, one build. Yeah, and you can't buy anything with that much equity in it. No, there's no way. And they're cash flowing, like yeah. you said. Um, so it's almost the same thing, just different different products. Yeah, pretty much. Multi-family is still awesome. I think we're all we're all eventually going to go there. Yeah, you know, but um, I do still like right now and in, in especially in our market, I love the fourplex. Yeah, you know, it's just you can still get residential lending on it. Yep, you know, thirty-year fixed. It's just and they're cash flowing great. Yeah, it's just just an awesome product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, multi-family is a monster.
1: Yeah, and like I <laughs> yeah. said, it just takes it, it, you, you get there. I mean, it's good yeah. to mix. I mean, we have like short-term stuff. You know, we have mm-hmm. smaller four units in downtown that we rent. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's just that was an awesome project too. Yeah, we bought yeah, a we did. bought a we bought a fourplex in downtown yeah. LA, like half a mile from the Staples center. Yeah. Old like craftsman style home. That was a yeah. pretty big one. So yeah. we uh that got, one came out awesome too. Yeah, I mean, it came really out good. nice when it was done. Yeah, dude. We put yeah. a lot of time into that one. So that one we still have. Yeah. Um but yeah. I, we got we're in escrow, actually. Well, I'm in counters right now, a, a property in San Diego that I'm trying to buy. Nice. As, it's a fiveplex close to um coronado bridge kind of chicano park area okay so hopefully crossing Very my fingers cool. did i get that one because i want to do a short-term rental on that one i think that'll kill a short term
0: nice yeah and yeah. Then, so you've been doing so i know you have the one in big bear yeah airbnb uh do you own any others or is this going to be like your next one so
1: that'll be my next one so my the, that's the only airbnb that that we have right now which i didn't know much about airbnb dude yeah. and it's freaking killing it yeah. and i was blown away um, my sister actually owns a property as well down in San Diego where she lives and she too absolutely crushes it really? so she has like a beach property that's like a three unit complex yeah but i think peak season she was telling me that she's getting like 2000 a night it's oh. a large it's a large property cuz it's yeah. got like a five bedroom unit but i think at its peak she said she was doing like 35 40k a month dude crazy wow. crazy yeah so I was kind of sold. You can't I was, hate on that, <laughs> dude. No, that's no, why no, I was like, no. I gotta buy some stuff. I gotta buy some more stuff. No, we like were that. talking
2: about that the other the other yeah. day. Yeah, you know, um, that's definitely for sure something we want to add to our portfolio. Also. Yeah, dude, I think yeah. you
1: can make some good money with Airbnb. Yeah. yeah,
0: and is Airbnb is it more of the market that you're choosing? Or I, what, what really makes yeah. It?
1: So from what they, from what I've been told, it's obviously you want to be in areas where obviously a lot of traffic, people are visiting, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, you know. High tourist areas, beaches, mountains, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, what I'm kind of looking for is, like, people that visit at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. So there's a place, I think I sent it over to you. It's called AirDNA. Yes. That's a site awesome that you website. can go, that you can put in the city, and it'll tell you, like, what's the percentage that that city is actually renting. Like, on a 30-day period, I'll tell you it's 70%. Yeah, and 70%. if you're looking at a
2: market, I think it's worth every dollar they charge oh, yeah. you for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Air DNA. Air DNA. Yeah.
1: Yeah. DNA. Really cool. Co. Really cool. Dot co. co. So they have a good, yeah. uh, good information to kind of know if that area's, you know, it's going to perform of what your numbers are looking at.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then um, I wanted to ask. So, for example, I'm just getting into the. I'm doing my first rehab, basically. Nice. Right. And it's a full gut learning, beginning to end. Yeah. Um, We've already made like a few mistakes that we could have probably prevented ahead of time and say, oh, shoot, now we know, mm -hmm. which is, it's good. That's why we wanted to go from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what advice do you have for somebody just getting into their first flip or just getting into their first Airbnb? Like, what would you recommend? Is there a certain, certain people they need on their team? Yeah.
1: I think the construction side, dude, when it comes to flips and rehabs and all in general, dude, that's so vital where I think a lot of investors they don't know, or they just hire the wrong people. When it comes yeah. to the construction, they lose their ass. Yeah, yeah. So that's where a lot of the profits can be lost. So you know, it's it's important to kind of know who you're hiring, yeah. and making sure they're not screwing you because unfortunately, people are gonna like drag their feet, mm-hmm. overcharge you, um, things like that. So I think you're gonna have to like get a couple estimates from different people if you haven't, if you have no experience, mm-hmm. just to kind of see like, hey, is it pretty in line what everyone's Mm -hmm. giving me, right? Or if you have someone like you guys yourself where you already have someone you've worked with and you know that they're gonna be honest with you and then even better. Mm -hmm. But I think for sure hiring the right contractor when you're starting off is super important. Um and having a little bit of knowledge of, you know, of what you're looking to do is gonna cost. And you're always gonna be over budget, dude. I don't care what it is, you're still gonna be over budget. Yeah. So I always say ten percent of whatever your budget is minimum. Put at least ten percent. And especially now with with the price of materials. It's crazy. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Insane. So now yeah. it's a little bit more. So, but, yeah. um, no,
2: I agree hundred percent on that. Um, I mean, whether you're doing, you know, we've done flips before and then we've mm-hmm. done, you've done flips before, uh, even with co- new construction, Yeah. you know, that was the first lessons we learned yeah. is, you know, you really want to get someone, especially if you're starting out, you want to find someone that maybe is recommended by another person. Yes. That's done it before. Yeah. And also that comes down to surrounding yourself with the right people. Yep. Um, you know, I don't know if we've ever said it. I don't think we've said it on the podcast. Our mm-hmm. first build, we had to get rid of our, our um, GC pretty much halfway, halfway through the, not even halfway. I think we are like one third in the project. I yeah. think we did framing, um, drywall. And next thing you know, you know, we're giving checks every month and nothing's getting done for two, yep. three months. Yep. Finally, after, Two months, we're like, no, 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 guess what? Yeah. And we we pretty much had to get rid of them and finish the build ourselves. Now, you learn a lot (laughs) when it's your first project and you have to jump on as your own GC and finish the project yourself. Did it suck? Yeah, it sucked. But that probably, that project taught us so much. And then not only that, we made money on it. We still made money. Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, I was like, shoot. We messed up as bad as you can mess up, and we still made money. So yeah. it was still a good. You got lucky, yeah, yeah. We got very lucky, but you know, there's other people that if you don't have that cap that goes back to capital. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that capital cushion, it could kill you. Yeah, you absolutely. know, if we didn't have the capital to bring in ourselves and and basically take those losses, you know, the project would have been done. Yeah. It would have been stuck. We would have, you know, foreclosed on the property. It would have been we probably wouldn't have done a build after that. Yeah. You know, and it's it's those little things in the beginning. You really, really have to be careful. Yeah. Run your numbers, run your numbers, run your numbers. Um, and then make sure you surround yourself with the right people, yep. just like you said, and find those right GCs, those right, you know, contractors, you know, the ones that could really help you out. Yeah. Don't overpay,
1: yeah. you know, kind of yeah, be very up clear. Hey, I'm going to give you this much. Then once this is done, pay this much. And then this is done. 100%. Yeah. So yeah, because there's a lot. Of, unfortunately, a lot of guys that are going to screw you and not show up, and they're just going to take your money. So, no. I've learned that too, dude. And that's why I, my crew that I have now—I've been with them for like ten years, probably. But in the beginning, I had to learn a lot. So, you know, mm-hmm. once you find good people, just take care of them too. I think really important. It's hard to find good people and yeah, out.
0: taking care of your people. Yeah, making sure that they want to you know continue working with you. And exactly. With you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you always want to be
2: good to them, and you want to equal. You know, I always tell everyone we work with. I want everyone to make money. Yeah. So I want everyone to make money, I want everyone to be happy, I want everyone to be comfortable. Um and that's our goal. You know, if someone's happy, comfortable, they're yeah. going to they're going to stick around. And yep. we're all going to get together and we're going to be a great team. Just yeah. like you have your team, we have our team. Yeah. You know, and and that's the main thing is building that team, you know, not not getting these guys down so much on money where they don't want to work with you ever again exactly. or they're going to do a yep. crappy job. Yep. You know, at the same time you got to ba- do that balance. You yeah. know, you got to do that balance of you know, yes, you want stuff at a certain price, but you also need to make sure you're going to have a guy who comes back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know? Make it a win-win. Yeah, yeah. you
0: want a win-win yeah. situation. It, you
2: know? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely.
0: Yeah, so, um, so David, I do want to ask you, what is your next goal? Your next move? What do you plan on doing?
1: So, I mean, for me right now, is continuing buying, you know, multifamily properties. I mean, I, we me and the wife, we kind of set a goal of hitting 100 doors by next, hopefully with the next year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably the next two years, I want to have at least 100K passive income every single month. Yeah. So that's, nice. that's kind of the goal for us within the next two, three years. I think we'll hit it. So I think uh, for me, it's just now it's just like, I really want to, you know, like I said, you want to be in a position where your passive income surpasses your earned income. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we've kind of already there already in a sense, but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I really want to kind of hit that goal of hundred K a month, um, passively. And I think that's a, that's pretty comfortable, dude, if you're doing yeah. that, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a pretty comfortable. Be happy. Yeah. You so can live, you can live all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You
0: know, I'm really glad, you know, I hope that I can, See you hit that right, and yeah. I know that you're 100%. gonna hit it. We're all rooting yeah. for you. Yeah, we're yeah. rooting for you. We yeah. know you're gonna do it. It's just a matter of when. It's right? yeah. It's not a question of if.
1: It's a question of when. Yeah, exactly. exactly.
0: So, um, if people want to follow along in your journey and you know see what you're up to, where can they find you? Like social media.
1: Yeah. Like so I mean, I don't post as much as social media, but I mean, you see my stories. So it's uh yeah. so it's my first name David, and then my wife's name Rena R H I N A Franco. So David Rena Franco. Is okay. where you guys can find me. So yeah, and man. that's on Instagram. And that's on Instagram. On Instagram. Yeah. Sure. So, but yeah, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, we appreciate you having on the show. Yeah. I learned a lot. I'm sure everybody learned a lot. Oh yeah,
2: you know, you're you're one of my uh, best friends. So I mean, I love having you around. It's fun. Yeah. It's always great seeing you here. And um, yeah, you, we definitely can all learn from him. So. Yeah.
1: And I'm just to say, I'm super proud of you guys yeah. too, man. You guys yeah. are really. Stepped it up and growing and, and you're doing great things over there in San Antonio. And I think it's just a matter of time for you guys also to just take it to the next level and yeah. just keep growing. So, man, yeah. so congrats to you guys, yeah. too. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah.
0: And uh, once again, you could find us at SC Builders at Ground Up Developers for the podcast. Built to Rent Texas. Build to Rent Texas. Built to Rent TX. Yeah, and then uh, our email is scbuildersllc at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns, anything like that, feel free to reach out. We're open books as well. So we appreciate you listening. See you on the next show.